calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back, quest lovers, one and all. We've watched the Ivory Lions battle on the backs of giant ravens over the necrotic fields of Camaris. We've seen the Sons of Starlight exterminate sentient slime from sanctified shrines. Now, let's check in on our homeward-bound novice-ranked team, the Mortal Dawn, back on the grind and coming to you live. The battlefield builds strength and scars, but it's the journey home that makes the man. Storm? That's beautiful. Did you write that? Well... Despite how many times I've taken an ogre's club to the head and how long I've spent gunning goblins and gnolls, I've always felt like I miss my calling as a writer. I've seen every corner of this crazy continent and I'm downright backed up with stories to tell. Well, it's never too late, Storm. Oh, I know. That's why I've been working on my autobiography. I was thinking something like, uh, Cloak of Storms, Tongue of Thunder, The Raphael Preakness Story, or, or uh, Penance for Your Thoughts, The Legend of Stormclad Thundertongue. Ooh, or, uh, maybe just something simple like, a league of his own. Documents of my rise to fame, all the dirt and blood I've accumulated along the way, rearranged into a beautiful tapestry of my poetic soul. Well, sign me up for a copy. Maybe two. <laughs> Hell, I'll even throw in a signature. Well, you've heard it here, folks. Keep an eye out at your local bookmonger for a copy of Storm's new autobiography. I'm sure it'll fly off the shelves. I smell a sequel. Maybe even a three-part novel set. I don't think that's really how autobiographies work, Kip. These kinds of valuable lessons and more coming up on the League of Ultimate Questing. So the Mortal Dawn left the Underdark into an ancient, bizarre temple to a dichotomy between light and darkness. Battling their own reflections in the form of radiant and necrotic shadows, they ended this encounter with Chris releasing a large sonic wave, shattering these ancient mirrors and revealing the murals behind them, and opening a door to a chamber leading to a massive mechanical clockwork globe, resting atop a massive mechanical beast of some kind. A strange statue seeming to depict the globe itself, with continents and constellations swirling around it. As they tentatively enter this chamber, the low clicking of this mechanical wheel, chunk, 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 seems both disarming but strangely comforting. Who in the hills built this? And why? Reginald, is this some kind of relative of yours? No response. But you hear the just faint, like, so you know he's around. I think he's gotten tired of answering stupid questions. I mean, it's a golden mechanical globe that looks an awful lot like Reginald to me. Yeah, tell me, do the uh, random skittering lizards on the ground relative to yours? I'm going to go ahead and inspect that statue. Sure. Roll me an investigation check, please. I will do exactly that. I will do it with gusto. Just wait for it! Uh, that's like a 16. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, this creature is some sort of amalgamation between monkey and horse, and it has the globe resting on a set of pillars on its back. And it looks like the mouth is a separate piece. Let's slid into it, and upon close inspection, you can see that it in fact slides out, revealing a very long metal rod that seems to be shaped into uh, six points going around it. Just looking at these things, the the ancientness of them, it seems a lot like a old ideological uh, iconography, like a how do you say um, idol idols, like a, I, I worships of uh, gods that have no actual presence, but imagined the gods, you know. You mm. understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. like golden animals, things yeah. like this. Or maybe it's... Uh, maybe or, they're primordial gods, even. Let's not think too hard about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as it slides out, this heavy 
rod falls into your hand, um, mm. probably about three and a half, four feet long, mm. um, weighing like a good 20 pounds. Like it's heavy. I'll take that and walk back to the dais. Mm-hmm. Does it look like it fits in the hole in the It middle? looks like it would fit if it was inserted, yes. Okay. And the top of it kind of has like two teeth that sort of come off the side where the mouth was, like a, a crank of some kind. Uh, does anyone else want to investigate the room real quick? Because you were still in there. Uh, Chris also would like to walk around the room and investigate and take a lot of pause as uh, Artem gets this pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, perception for this one. No, this would be investigate. I apologize. Uh, that is a 17. Okay, uh, you do a quick pass of the room, and you get a good view of the murals, the different artwork, um, and you can also see that the red line going around the mechanical globe, you can kind of figure out that it looks like it's the equator of whatever sort of planet you would be on, and there's a marking on it uh, that has the same white and black symbol, and putting two and two together, you think that maybe wherever you are, it's somewhere that's on the very center of the equator. Hmm. And in your pass, as you go past the kind of embossed carving of the sunset, um, the ground underneath is pitch black and the sun itself is carved to be white, kind of fading into red. And right where they meet, it's all carved in an embossment. Um, There's a strange shape that's kind of outlined inside the sun and the horizon. And you feel at it and it seems like something that like pops out of the wall, like a statuette that fits into the like mosaic lines of this thing. Um, Master Arvid? Uh, I think, boop, as he's saying that, okay. I'm poking the other uh, totally. rod into the hole. It takes a while because it feels like it's clicking against things as you push it down. Um, there's definitely some, some gear work happening as it slowly, it's like trying to press a really finely ground French press. Like it just takes a little work to mm-hmm. go. Yes, Gaspar Christ. You're saying? Hello. Yes. Uh, I need your help over here. I think there's something we can pull out. Busy pushing. Sorry. <laughs> just keep pushing. Well, he said Arvid, but... Yeah, oh, Arvid. I thought he said... Oh, oh Arvid. Uh, See, now I make the mistake. Um, I need your help. Uh, there's this thing I'm feeling. I, I think we can pull it out. Maybe maybe Artem can use it back there? Mm, let me give it a try. Um, and you do. You put your hand on it, and it definitely... You can just fit your big, furble fingers around it. It seems like a metal rod of some kind that's buried into the wall. But as you pull it out, it snaps, and some of the stone falls away. And uh, it stays in one piece, but you can tell that actually it's a two-handed axe. Um, And the two different blades were half into the sunlight and half into the darkness underneath it. Um, And it has two sort of like upside-down scythe blades. One of them is pitch black and the other one is white. Well, this is very exciting. And it's weirdly heavy for its size. That looks amazing. (laughs) What looks amazing? I'm I'm missing out on things because I'm pushing things with the holes. Click, 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 click. Oh, hey. And it stops. I think I found the thing. So at the top, you say there's like a T-bar kind of thing? So I'm going to start turning that clockwise. Okay. And as it slowly begins to click, um, you feel it lock into place and you like are forced to let go as it starts clicking on its own. And the dais begins to pull into the ground. And as it sinks in, the circular door on the ceiling begins to turn and open up. And as it does, water begins to not flood in, but pour it at a pretty drastic rate as salt water is splashed out on top of Artyom and starts to splash against the murals of the walls. I hope I didn't do something stupid. And above you, you see some seagulls fly by. And the smell of ocean and nature just floods in. You know, I think we might be uh, near the ocean. I almost forgot what that smelled like. What was your first clue? (laughs) I'm sorry, heart attacks. This is going to get very uncomfortable for you. But look, I go through desert. Yeah, you have to go through ocean. Is the is the room continuously getting more full of water, or was it just some that poured in? It seems like maybe 30 gallons or so, like, dumped in, but then it kind of stops to a slow, okay. like a tiny trickling waterfall. Uh, it seems like we might find our way out. I was just wondering, does that map look like, um, is that a real map? Is that where, is this, we are here? I don't know. You showed me a map of about 30, uh, 30 yards under that. Maybe I give you some help. I'm not great with geography. I believe because Trist, ha- uh, Trist, because <laughs> Christ has traveled, he might know. Christ's Trists. Christ's oh, Trists yes, great. travels. I like that. That's going to come back later. Christ's yeah. Trist. I was going to roll uh, religion. I would go back in there and kind of like see if I can break anything down. Sure. Uh, 18. Uh, that is much better. Looking at the iconography of the horizon, the sunset, and you can tell that on this ancient map, the most uh, detailed feature are the borders between what look like the five kingdoms. Mm. 
And you, when you first started kind of getting into the surface faiths, just did a bunch of research. You know, you did some shopping, despite the fact that you had kind of found your calling. Um, And you did read about a very not commonly worshipped deity, one that's very infrequently had temples and things built to them. Slap me in the face of that sick world lore. Uh, So there is a deity that's known as Selvage. And it's the deity to the between places. Uh, The coastline, the horizon... Uh, the gaps between day and night, the kingdom's borders, any place that is a dividing line, uh, a god of balance and a god of separation. And you're thinking that this is some sort of mechanical tribute to them dividing the lines of the earth up into longitude and latitude and literally sectioning off how the globe works in honor of this god of divisive lines. Um, Haruthax will look at the map and kind of cross their arms and say, didn't, didn't this kingdom used to be just just one kingdom, not five? I believe, if I understand correctly, this uh, the kingdom was given to the children of the, the big god person. I don't know the details. This is not something I follow. So this map can't be that old, can it? How long ago was that? Uh, about 2,500 years. Okay, so it's been quite a while. Yeah. And and this, this, this map on the thing shows all five kingdoms? It does. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are there any other like glowing points or interesting things on the globe? The only thing that seems somewhat magical outside of the mechanisms is the the line that draws the horizon, which is just kind of a faint beam of red that wraps around it, or the uh, the equator. I apologize. I'm gonna whip out a darkness dagger and stick it in between the the red line to kind of interrupt. It's it. like way way up there. Ah, it's like up on the equator of this big globe you could uh, climb it if you wanted but it's also like spinning and grinding as it goes <laughs> let me just go on the <laughs> let's climb this thing let's turn this into a f- fucking adventure and being from the land of drow you can identify a fairly clear like illusory magic it's just kind of a, a beautiful decoration in magic sure so we cannot use this to get back to maven why would i know Unless the thing, unless the hole in there is somehow a portal and we can change the location of the portal by means of this mechanism, which is possible, don't get me wrong, the world's full of weird things. Mm-hmm. But, uh. I just, I was just thinking about a direction. Walk one direction, that'd be great to know. Uh, right now, there is only one direction down and here. <laughs> also, we can maybe try to climb up there, unless you have a giant uh, ladder or you can somehow throw a rope up there. Uh, I don't know. How high does this thing go? Uh, the top of it hits the ceiling, which is probably about 35 feet up. Oh, yeah. But the hole is in the other room, It's in the other room, yeah. It's in the room you guys came from with the shadows and the mirrors. And how high up is that? It's like 20 feet up. Okay, so not so bad. Yeah. Um, I have a rope. Somebody has a hook or something, we can throw it. I've always been good at climbing. (laughs) Can you turn into an elephant and give us all a boost? I I have no idea. What is this? I'm still a little upset about the goat. (laughs) What is elephant? A big creature from the the desert realms. You may not have ever seen one. Let's hope not. But yeah, you think with a grappling hook and a rope, you could pretty easily fix it, especially to like the the metal rings that hold the door. Anybody have a grappling hook? Hmm. Would would a, some kind of grappling hook or something being the explorer's pack? We'll say we'll contents. say yes. Uh, although I think Arvid actually does have the contents listed uh-huh. on there. Yeah, it doesn't say it on mine. I okay. don't see it. So you don't, but you could probably, there's lots of bits of metal and things around here. You I've could, got javelins. That's true. You that's do have basic, javelins. Javelins yeah, are basically go. grappling hooks. Right. They're very, basically the exact same thing. Very yeah. similar construction. Yeah. 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 Just, it is bend it a little bit, you know? <laughs> just bend it. Yeah, that's just it. Bend this wooden javelin. <laughs> Snap. Oh. <laughs> so, so we take a couple like daggers and random pieces of things and stra- strap them together and just. I can't th- throw it to save my life, maybe. I don't know. I'll, let's try. I'm going to have everyone in the group roll me a combined intelligence check just to see how well, as a group, you can <laughs> manifest some sort of grappling hook. All right. Using your found parts and logic. Oh. Artem gets a 15. Chris gets an 18. Mm-hmm. Six. Eight. Well, that's more than average if you get them all together. <laughs> Even with your guys' tremendous drag factor. We're able to pull something <laughs> so a uh, small part of the construct sort of just needs to get bent off. doesn't seem to actually harm anything. Like its tail is very kind of long and curved and loopy. You um, don't need this. And it's pretty fragile. So yeah, <laughs> you guys give it the old snap. Arvid bends it into a little bit more of a hook shape and whoosh, loops it up there. And it snags pretty well on the uh, rim of the metal door frame. Maybe you climb. I got you. And I just stand there with my hands outstretched. Uh, I'm yeah. actually curious. Does Arvid have like a bending thing noise? Bending thing? Like a yeah. grunt? Like a growl or a groan oh. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Can, like I, can I just... <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. 
<laughs> right to the point. Friends, I'll I'll just climb this and maybe I can pull you all up. Oh, okay, fancy. And I'm, I'm sure we can all climb, but uh, no, I'll take I'll take the boost. <laughs> I, if you're working as a team, I won't require any athletics checks to okay. climb the rope twenty feet. Arvid's super good at this and can help all of you, and none of you suck at it. I was gonna say, like, I love the idea of like making all these rolls just to climb twenty feet on a rope. Yeah, I like climbing. Yes, and you do it very well, um, hand over hand. And as you get to the top, you emerge, and it looks for just a moment like you're just in the middle of the ocean, um, <laughs> which is weird because this door is somehow like just barely below sea level, so like a little bit of water sloshes in. But you realize uh, to your east, um, there is a series of islands that are not too far away. Um, and to your west, there is a further series of islands, and they're all very, very lush and tropical, mountainous. Um, and the one, it looks like from your plane of vision, there's kind of like a sandbar that sort of leads towards it. So it wouldn't even involve that much swimming, perhaps. You can make out the trees and stuff from here. So it's maybe like a couple hundred feet away. Uh, we're going to go for a little bit of a swim, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for heart attacks, of course. <laughs> as long as we stay in the shallows, it's not that bad. I just don't like water deeper than I can see. Oh, but he's so salty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just, just investigate this room one last time to see if there's any last anything to be done. Okay. Uh, I will also, because I was, I was, Christ is very inspired by RTMs. This might be a uh, portal of some sort. So I'll have you do an investigate and an arcana. Okay. Twelve. Uh, I'm going to use my last luck point because okay. I want to be really amazing can if I, possible. Can... That's a 19. Do you think? What was your total, RTM? Uh, my total was a 12. You don't see anything that you missed as far as things like hidden in the wall or parts of the mechanism that weren't obvious before. Um, and you can tell that there, you don't detect a lot of like magic in this thing. It's mostly just mechanical but it does seem to have some sort of clockwork nature to it and that it might be counting down but like incredibly slowly can you go over the mechanisms that are present again yeah so the big metal creature has a globe on its back that is surrounded by a series of rings and the rings seem to have decorations of like the constellations uh, and they spin around it and the globe itself is solid uh, but it has a red line wrapped around it that shows where the equator is. Mm -hmm. And you can see clearly the Machinar, um with the surrounding islands behind it. And then far off on the other sides of the globe, there are other continents you're not familiar with. And the and the black and white symbol is presumably where we are, and that is on the equator. It looks like it. And as you can see where it relates with Machinar, you would be off the mainland quite a ways uh, to the west. Okay. But there are islands you can see to the north and south of the tiny symbol. And the islands that they saw... They match up pretty well. Okay. So Any symbols or anything to signify, signify bad things? Not on the okay. globe, no. Does this world have other continents besides Mackinar? Yes. Okay. I'm going to make a mental note of that. Are they closer or farther to us than... They are such a great distance that without any kind of magical transport, it's pretty much impossible to reach them. Okay. It appears this might be a countdown of some sort. Uh, I actually wonder... How soon zero will hit, and when it does, it will probably mean something is something great is meeting something else. Oh, counting down to what? Uh, I'm I'm just posing guesses. I I'm, I'm not sure. Does my religious role role tell me anything about that? Not at all. Okay. Do, uh, so you said the other the other bars or the other uh, rings. Mm -hmm. You said they have things on them, like constellation stars, things like that. If I had to guess, I'm I'm assuming this is some kind of uh, celestial alignment that it's leading towards. Some kind of conjunction, certainly. The problem is we have very little information. Maybe we can take another look at the walls out in the main hall. I love that this whole time Arvid's like up in the middle of the ocean, just like waiting for you guys no. to finish yeah. checking. It. It's pulling. It's pulling uh, Morty up. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a tricky one. <laughs> dog paddle uh i'll go take a look at the walls in the main hall sure um can chris get a sense of the the how fast the countdown is maybe incredibly slow incredibly uh incredibly slow but is it like going from two to zero or is it going from 200 to zero that's hard to tell is there a way to calculate to zero based off of the spin you would imagine that you would have to study it for a very great deal of time to figure out what sort of countdown it's really going for. Or any of us be a mathematician. <laughs> mm. right. uh, Reginald. 
Dat je nou... Begrijpt je dan te verstaan? He's not here to answer questions. He's not an information resource. He's not an encyclopedia. I was He's rather hoping he would... Yes, that exactly. <laughs> I was rather hoping he would take pictures for us later. Well, then I'm sorry for interrupting your constant shouting. Thank you. <laughs> My job as monitor is complete. The contents of this chamber has been logged away. Cut that shit rip. <laughs> but another pass, you see just an artistic mural with, on one side, creatures of celestial nature flying through the sky, and on the other side, uh, creatures of necrotic nature. Does it depict anything specific? Like, does it seem to be telling a story, or is it just like, this is a representation of two bodies of things? It doesn't, it seems like it's more of just a whimsical painting and not necessarily like some kind of historical or foreshadowing sort of event. And there's nothing we can do with this mechanism. There's no physical change of You could probably, on. like, break it, but... <laughs> Thank you for giving. I love that as a GM, you gave us the choice. Like, oh, you can break this. It's it's pretty doable. It's an old mechanical device. You could gum it up pretty easy. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is not something we have any knowledge of and should not bother with. Hello, <laughs> hello. You go ahead and uh, just keep on waiting, my friend. Uh, Chris will actually like go and go up the thing. I want to see what this yeah. looks like. So will Hurrythax. You guys get shimmied on up the rope one after the other, and uh, you can see the same site that Arvid did. It looks like kind of like the middle of the ocean on this really like hidden sandbar that goes between these two islands. Um, and the one to your north, like I said, is uh, pretty close. You could probably walk there in like a half hour or so. Uh, I know I'm not a very strong sorcerer, but I wonder if I can create uh, maybe an ice bridge for us, maybe? I, or we could just, you know, swim and walk. Some of us aren't very great at swimming. <laughs> the bad swimmers, we could attach um, a rope again. Uh, Morty and I could probably pull some people. The right. Or, and here's the idea, we take a nap. I would like a nap. There is nothing happening. We are in safe space. The, we, are, we are inside of the uh, range of our League of Ultimate Questing uh, super brand bracelets trademark. <laughs> and so I don't see any problem with maybe going to sleep. I am tired. Also, maybe when the sun goes down, I will be a little less, uh, a little more functional. At at the top of the temple thing that we just came out of, are mm -hmm. we in like knee deep water or something? Didn't you say it was slightly below sea level? Yeah, it's maybe like uh, four or five inches deep. What time of day is it? It is very much uh, early day. Early day. Probably like 10. I wonder if this place changes around dawn and dusk. It might be really good to stay here for a little while. Or very bad to stay here. Yeah. Do you want to get to dry land before we... Uh, uh, but then once we get to dry land, that's when the monster shows up and he's like, Hello, here, you're in my territory, I'm going to kill all of you. You do not get to take a nap. It's true. It's a risk. I just want to take a nap. You didn't mind taking a nap where all the little swirly things were. Look, I can take a nap in monster belly. I will take a nap <laughs> in ocean. I will take a nap right here. I'm going to take a nap. You have <laughs> a nap specialist. You have very strange sleeping habits. Do you know that? As, as I slide down, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Except by the time you get to the bottom, it's yes, I do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm you guys going kidding. back down into the temple? Yeah. Cool. I'm hoping that the metronomic rhythm of the, uh, the clockwork will good white noise. soothe me to sleep. Yeah. If you guys want to take a rest in there, it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That sounds good to me, too. Bust All out right. a quick napo. Yeah, Are we so taking short or long? I was going to take a long rest. because I'm I, good with a long rest. We, I've, I've burned, burned through a lot of stuff. Yeah, all I've got is two first level spells left. So. Happy to take a long rest, but uh, I should mention there's talk about day and night cycle. Uh, it may be extremely difficult for us to get to the island in the dark while swimming. Maybe hard for you to get to the, the island in the dark okay, while you, swimming. Okay, you want to pull everyone? I was not asking you to pull me. I was... Perfectly happy to lead. Also, I can give you lights, you know? I clap my hands, and with every clap, it's like bright lights flashing. Yeah. Clap on. Clap <laughs> Just clap, clap. Don't worry. He's like, yeah. Okay, you can lead. What time of year is it? Uh, you guys are in midsummer. They will be light for at least another, uh, probably till 10? Latish summer, yeah. Probably till 10. How close was my swamp to the ocean? I've seen it before, right? I mean, it was pretty... You've probably seen the coastline, yeah. Okay, so I'll be like, uh, Artyom, what if we're at low tide right now? We might not be able to reach the mainland if the tide comes in. That is probably true. But if we do not take the nap, we will literally get murdered by anything that's there, if there is a problem. Can you see trees over there? 
Yeah, there's trees. We can just sleep in. A, uh, <clears throat> we can just sleep in a tree. Unless we get there and there are hostile natives. Well, let's try and close the door then, so we don't drown ourselves in the temple. You can't seem to find a way to close the door. It looks like it's locked very firmly in place. Let's cross our fingers then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and everyone can mechanically give themselves a long rest as you rest in the base of the temple. At one point, you are all woken up as uh, you hear a metal grinding for just a brief moment and a slamming of stone as the rod is lifted out of the dais and the door is closed. Well, then go for that. And I just roll back over. <laughs> and then you hear the sound of the clicking start over again in the other room. That's what he was counting down to. How cool. Oh. I like this. This is very good. <laughs> and so for the remainder of the night, the door is closed. In the morning again, you can crank it and once again climb up your grapple hook makeshift rope and uh, you reemerge into another early morning. If I had a dither for every time I had to lay down and sleep in a dangerous ancient temple, I could buy a galleon. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, yeah, yeah it is. Kip. Yeah, where, where do you think these kids are? Maybe somewhere in Dornheim, lots of old dungeons down south. Ha <laughs> ha, you've done it again, Storm. Kip, Kip, what the hell are you talking about? Right you are, Storm. Kip. Ha-ha! Couldn't have said it better myself. Stay tuned for more League of Ultimate Questing. Oof, that was a long day in the iron mines, me boyos. Aye, I'm eager to get home to me hovel and kiss me frawl on the cheek. Maybe before we go home to the missus, we stop by the tavern for a quick point after a long day. Hmm, not a bad idea. I have a mighty thirst. Why go down to the pub when you can have refreshing cold beer wherever you go? What the hell's... Crisp, malty hops brewed at the heart of a glacier in forged silver steel can to hold in that frosty mountain cold. Beardweiser, beer so dwarven, it wears armor. Lads, I'm scared. Beardweiser, it's beer for miners. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Would you just look at all these beautiful people listening to our stupid show? Oh my gosh. Uh, I want to give some personal thanks to some people out there who've been tweeting about the show. Not necessarily that they've been doing anything, uh, I don't know, ne- not necessarily anything favorable, but even responding to our messages and responding to our p- posts. That's enough. That's enough. Um, I want to thank uh, Winter Angriel, uh, at Winter Angriel, excuse me, for just tweeting about the show. Uh, Millman TV, NPC at The Breakfast Puppies. Unbelievably cool guy. If you haven't checked out their podcast, you definitely should. Be rich. I don't even know. Oh, at McBoots42. Uh, and just uh, Brian the Red, as per usual. Devin Rue, also amazing. Uh, Champions RPG, and, and just, just a slew of others. You guys have been unbelievably supportive and helpful. And just t- tweeting about us and responding to our stuff and not completely ignoring us is, is just the greatest thing you can possibly do. Also, I'd really like to thank a very special group of people, and that's the Danes. Thank you so much, Danes, for still being on top of the fucking charts, other than America, obviously. Uh, your guys' continued support, however, uh, I don't know, dissent is very much appreciated. And for those of you who uh, don't know anything about Denmark, do yourself a favor, maybe go there. I don't know, just check it out. Bring some of that sweet, sweet tourism money. And But like, like just don't, just don't be an ass. We've actually got quite a few announcements going on here, so you might have noticed that we have a brand new website that we just launched. There might be some minor issues. If you're having a hard time getting to it uh, in the URL, make sure to put HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash instead of just HTTP. Uh, I'm still trying to work that out. It should be working, but just in case, if you're having a hard time getting in there, that's how you fix it. But in addition, we've got some big plans. So... On the 3rd of July, we are launching a brand new podcast called D20 Questions, a podcast where Law and I kind of interview important geek people and ask questions about Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games, etc. It's mostly focused on 5e, but there's a lot of fun stuff about it that's well worth listening to. We've got some really incredibly exciting interviews coming up and episodes, and we've got one in particular that I am kind of shocked and delirious is agreeing to be on the show and i can't even handle it right now so if you guys are interested in yet another podcast with our dumbasses please please show up and uh and give it a good listen we've also got a patreon and discord coming uh we're going to be opening up our discord servers which we've until now only been using for just sharing dialogue and just media and random nonsense for each other we're going to be opening that up for everybody. The Patreon is going to have rewards up to uh, Discord badges and, and different group access. We'll also be offering unbelievably cool things like having your name in the show, uh, NPCs named after you. Uh, Law is also offering things like uh, League of Ultimate questing maps and custom classes that he made and all of the... Uh, magic items and uh, things like that that we've used so i'm pretty excited about it and if you guys are interested please check it out even just like a dollar a month has way more impact than you might think and with the number of listeners that we're developing if you guys each gave ten dollars a month i would never have to work a normal job again which is uh kind of ridiculous so We are also going to be launching our League of Ultimate Questions, the LUQ&A that we've been getting questions from you guys for. We answered a good number of them, but unfortunately we weren't able to get all of them, and uh, hopefully that means we'll be able to do another one of these soon. But if you guys are interested in learning more about the lore, and you're interested in learning more about the characters and the way we got started and how, how we know each other, etc., please check it out. Uh, it's also going to be a really, really good way to start people into the world, so people who ha- don't really have the time or the energy to go through the first 20 episodes or so, they can go ahead and listen to this and they should get a complete catch-up in fact we've got a whole recap at the end that covers the whole story so if you guys want more of that if you're interested in getting getting some some good 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 content uh, we're going to be releasing that either on the first or the eighth i'm not sure which yet but we'll get back to you soon but uh, it will be replacing one of the normal episodes so those of you who are waiting for more story updates unfortunately that will mean that you'll you'll have to wait a little longer sorry about that but the editing load is intense uh, especially with the new podcast and everything like that coming up i really look forward to getting that out we've got a lot of big plans coming up and if you guys are excited about it then stay tuned and and keep on keep on questing Wow, you were great out there. Would you sign my shield? Sure thing, kid. Oh, hi there. I'm Sir Miles Avondar, 
team captain of the Ivory Lions. I have to stay strong and confident on the field and off. That's why I'm here to talk to you today about mail problems. Chain mail, scale mail, plate mail, it's heavy and it can be hard on your skin. You wear it in the tavern, you wear it in the dungeon, hells, you'd sleep in it if the DM let you. But it doesn't breathe like linen, and after a long campaign of questing, you need to heal and rejuvenate your skin. That's when I reach for Helm and Shoulders Armor Ease Body Wash. Rinse away that tenacious leather funk, pauldron rash, and even soothe your adventurer's foot. It comes in three rugged scents, Elven Glade, Dornish Frost, and Nautical Mist. Don't let a high AC stop you from being cool. Get helm and shoulders today. Avoid getting hit, but not getting hit on. Right, ladies? <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. I slept too much. This is too much sleeping for me. <laughs> that stone floor was too comfortable for you? Too comfortable. Good morning. Okay, everyone. Stretch before you swim. Mm. It's always a good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you. Could use a little... Um, during go. during the rest, uh, I'll ask, Arvid, do you want me to see if I can figure anything about that weird axe you found? Of course. I'll inspect it during the rest. Yeah, um, the two blades seem to be made out of completely different types of metal. I'll attempt to attune to it if it's magique. Uh, you could. Um, Arvid could also just hang on to it and know about it when they wake up, too. That too. Whoever wants to attune to it can with a long rest. Oh, also, your uh, stat reductions have recovered with a long rest. Sick. I'm thinking, uh, Arvid, since it's a great axe, I'm thinking Arvid yeah, should probably take it. Definitely. Also, they've really gotten the shaft as far as magical items have gone since all they have is a hat. Well, it's actually a battle axe, but it's built like it looks like it's the size you could wield with one hand, but it's too heavy. You have to wield it with two hands. Ah, so it's cool. like a battle axe that loses the versatile ability. It's only two-handed. Um, I did mean to ask if anyone picked up my longsword because I definitely dropped it and then was a goat. Well, when you turn into a goat, it kind of sucked up in. Ah. Yeah, you actually get. Yeah, for your wild chip, you actually get to decide oh. yeah, whether it comes into you, whether it falls off of you. Okay, sweet. It just it it was my horns or whatever. But who's gonna yeah. sleep with the axe? Twas my horns. I I, I figured Herithax could try and identify it ish for for Arvid and then give it to them. Well, you can but... kind of take a little time with it to determine that it doesn't seem like it has any kind of overpresence of evil or anything. Okay, it just has a faint magical aura. All right. Uh, after that, then I'll, I'll give it to Arvid, and they'll be like. I can't. It doesn't seem especially. You don't like smell a curse or anything. Yeah, it seems safe enough. Yeah. You look like you could do more damage with this than me. <laughs> mm, that's a that's a good curse. What year is it? Mm, negative <laughs> negative one seventy. <laughs> attuning, attuning. It feels. It feels. Like maybe uh, I could do some fancy damage, like maybe a D four worth. Uh, so the axe is named Parody. Um, it is a battle axe. It is rare and requires attunement. This simple two-bladed axe was forged by two foes on the axis of the planet. It stands for balance and equality. Parity is a plus one battle axe, but it loses the versatile property and must be wielded with two hands. When being wielded, uh, the axe can the axe wielder can decide whether they want to deal an extra d4 radiant or d4 necrotic damage depending on which side they're swinging. Fuck yes! That is so cool. The cool. Uh, now I have. Uh... I guess I was already like going into magic. Sick hat and an axe. That's so cool, guys. And when you wake up, uh, you wake up and your eyes open, and the giant gleaming eye of Reginald is right in front of you, scanning you. What? Ah! Uh, the uh, the axe pulled up between me and him uh, as I'm startled awake. This has been approved for your team level. Please do not acquire any new powerful magic items without my approval. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, Reginald. That'd be a lot easier if you were responding when we tried to talk to you, Reginald. I am not here for conversations, but unless they evolve the rules of the league. It's almost like somebody already said that. Is this knife okay? I put that out. <laughs> that is fine. Marvelous. Please do not acquire any more magic items without my permission. Agreed. All um, right. Climb, climb, climb. <laughs> Shall we? Tell me. Are we ready to for a swim? I'm ready for a bath. Quick question. How do you swim? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> well, you... You get in and you kick your webbed feet and you shake your tail back. I'm already seeing a problem. There's already a problem here. That's, so, that's very good. Yeah. So just to clarify, 
I have never seen a body of water greater than that of a small pond. Other than when we were, uh, you know, in boat with uh, our good friend Woodrow. So we have a bit of concern. Well, if it helps you swim the same in either sides of water. <laughs> that is good to know. I assumed, but I didn't want him to say anything and sound stupid. Um, I've, I've taught several children how to swim. I love that. Marvelous. <laughs> Harvard the lifeguard. And that was also just a great so bag for like, real quick, how do you swim? And then Harvard the lifeguard like, well, you use your tail and your red toes. Yeah. Very, just, just tasty. So good. <laughs> so, uh, just to get to the land, I'm going to have everyone just roll me an athletics check. Some of this is wading through deep water and... Uh, if you want to just swim the whole way, you don't have to roll it all. I was going to say, Haruthax has a swim speed. Do I need to nag it, or can I just swim? If you want to avoid the sandbar and just swim, totally so, don't okay. need to roll. I probably should have said ahead of time, but I'd, li- I'd like to prepare the the um, the one where it lets you give... What's it called? I don't know what you're asking. Probably a, a druid spell of some Yeah, kind? a druid spell. I, I Last night when we were sleeping, I think I should have prepared... Long um, strider? I'm going to hit myself with guidance. Okay. Enhance ability so that I can give somebody a strength... Uh, if you want to while you rest, you can. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then when we're up, whoever needs a strength bonus for swimming. I got a 15. Well, uh, RTM can guidance himself, so maybe okay. Christ for strength. Christ. Okay. Uh, and is it just a certain number? Yeah, so they have advantage on all strength-based things. Okay. Ooh. I kind of, like, put like lift my amulet to my face and I say, Lord Bren, please allow me to hang 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that, all right. And once again, you are re-immersed in pure, natural, organic, mm. FDA-approved sunlight. I miss this. So, so uh, how how does uh, Master Arvid enhance my strength? The spell is called Bull's Strength, so I guess we could do i uh, uh, I'll just psych him out. I'm just going to grab you by the equivalent of the lapels mm-hmm. and mm. like press my face against your face, forehead to forehead, and like this is rather intimate. <laughs> I kind Christ. of like it. I know you can do this. Okay. I, okay. Yes. Feel the strength pumping through your arms. Yes. And your legs. Yes. Give him a little That's headbutt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little clock. <laughs> and the deal's a d6. Yeah. <laughs> oh, natural 20. Hell yeah. Dang. We, I mean, we really did it. Yes. So that worked very well. The very motivational magical speech. Um, but that is a fun fact as Arvid has a new d6 headbutt attack. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to swim ahead a little bit and see what's over there while you're catching up? If the salt doesn't burn in your eyes, yes. <laughs> I close my nictitating membrane and I'm Whoa. like, I'm good. And yeah, you do in fact swim ahead, um, moving at a much faster click than people who are kind of wading against and walking through soft sand. But you get up to like your chin a couple times, but for the most part, you can find some footholds along the way. Swimming is easy. A lot easier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Herothax, when you emerge maybe like 60 feet ahead or so, you can see... Not too far from you, maybe like 30 or 40 feet away, there are two very large creatures. They have long stork-like legs that descend into the water and these massive aviary bodies with huge long necks and long curved bills of like a rainbow of tropical colors. And on each of their backs, there is a human wearing what looks like lots of jewelry, fairly colorful light sun gear, um, and they have a long pike with them. And they, they... bury it into the water, which kind of catches you off guard because it's the first thing you see when you come up and they pull up two long, flat, like flopping fish and they hold one out and this big bird kind of clips it off with its beak and tilts its head back and chops it down with a quick succession of snaps. And then he puts another one in a net hanging on the other side that's just full of these flopping fish. Um, And there's the two of them and they look like they're just kind of looking around in the water and spearing at these fish on the backs of these massive stork-like tropical birds. Do they look like they've noticed me? That's a good question. Uh, one of them looks out and sees the group and then sees you a little bit closer and you see him mouth something to his friend, but you can't make it out from this distance. Called it. I called it. Indigenous life forms. Called it. Yeah, he did. I will uh, approach cautiously, but I'm not going to cast armor of shadows yet because decking myself out in shadow armor is probably a little threatening. <laughs> uh, and as you get closer, just kind of this dark shape swimming through the water. Who goes there? I thought you were a crocodile. I, I stand up. An understandable mistake. My name is Haruthax. I'm a member of the Mortal Dawn. What were you doing out on that sandbar? People don't go out there very often. Returning from the Underdark. Strange tale. Uh, Well, he points behind him. You know where you are? No idea. The beach. I'm on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Free Isles. Uh, If you follow a trail, maybe half mile up the bank, it'll lead you to the city of San Balieres. 
Is there a way to get back to the mainland from here? Uh, it's a very long swim. We're pretty far out. Um, you'll have to hire a boat if you want to get back to the mainland. That's an option, though. Oh, there's boats aplenty in San Balearas. Well, I'm sure the rest of the team will be glad to hear that. Are you from the mainlands? Yes. We're a League of Ultimate Questing team. Oh. Don't hear much about them out here in the Free Isles. Uh, you ever been here before? Are we there by now? Yeah, you're catching up. And you're starting to hear, uh, like, these echoing voices out around. I look down at myself, and I look up, and I say, Do I look like I'm from around here? Oh, I've seen a few dragonborn around here in my day. They all look pretty different to me. Either way, uh, tread a little lightly. I can only tread darkly, unfortunately. <laughs> nice. God. Um, <laughs> I had to beat that kind of hurt. You're not allowed to complain about my puns if yeah. yours are worse. Yeah. I said puns are fine if you're in character. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, points with his spear and says, yeah, about half a mile up the bank, there's a path. Big turns into a road, leads you to San Belearis. Uh The jungle's pretty dangerous. Maybe not go off trail too much. Anything in particular we should look out for? In the jungle? Yeah. Well, there's some pretty large beasts. Uh, there's some apes that manage to get to be about the size of uh, small trees, four arms. Pretty aggressive. They don't come near the city, though. You know, you say this, and you've basically invited one to attack us. Well, didn't mean to, but if that's how it works, then more power to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. Uh, there's no city guards or anything in San Balearis. The laws are a little wishy-washy, depending on uh, who's in charge given at that time. What an odd thing to say to visitors. <laughs> there are no laws or guards. Yeah, yeah. Zach, Zach has a shit-eating grin on his face right now. <laughs> I don't encourage you to try to cause anything, though, because they upkeep the laws however they see fit, depending on who's in power. I'm very much in favor of this place. Let us go immediately to this place. <laughs> All right. Um, and they go back to the fishing on their route. And even then, he's like talking down at the top of this like huge bird the whole time. Um, and they just return to their fishing routine. But I'd be with you. The other one doesn't say a word. Except the other one who has like a much darker like hazelnut skin. When you say that, he says, Bren, and puts his hand over his chest. I do the same. It's been a weird day. <laughs> and uh, leading along the coastline, um, you can smell these huge tropical trees and uh, this, all these flowers and just like wildlife is thick in the air, even on the coast. There's lots of very large crabs, a couple of sea turtles you see kind of swimming by. Whales off in the distance. The flora and fauna here is lush. Quite beautiful, very warm, very humid. And as you follow the path, it turns into a stone road. And you follow it for a good hour and a half, weaving through different areas of jungle. There's a couple bridges that are very high up over cliffs with water running far, far down below. So you cross a couple of bridges, and there in the distance, you see what looks like a pretty small town. Surrounding it is a pretty sizable, large wooden fence um, with lots of gaps in it, though. It's not super fortified. It's just kind of there. You think it would probably keep animals and things out, but it's not, like, going to stop a ballista bolt or something. And, yeah, the town's surprisingly small, but there's just people everywhere. And it looks like it's at the very edge of a very large cliff. And the water beneath, it doesn't look like it's too far down. Um, so if you're on the edge of it, it would maybe only be like 60, 70 feet down to the water. So it's not a huge cliff, but it's right on the lip. The whole way here, Arvid has been uh, chasing animals like a child, like, you know, lizards collecting snakes and, and letting them go. And uh, built like a little flower crown of the local flowers and is just, um, yeah, feeling it. That's cute. <laughs> And, you like a, and, and Morty has like some lizard in his teeth that's just like Daisy. And he brings it and drops it in front of Harvard. Good boy. Chris like looks for like, you know, sticks and whatever and also tries to play with Morty. He plays. He does not run out of play juice. Mm. <laughs> the air here is so thick. It's like swimming, but without the fun. Sweet, isn't it? It, it tastes like something. It's wonderful. That is not the word I would use. Not even close. <laughs> you enjoyed swimming then? No. Nah. He's you just terrible. said it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't use my words against me. <laughs> this is not my first language. <laughs> Classic priest move. Yeah, <laughs> <Nice>. burn. <laughs> Wicked burn. We high five. <laughs> I totally just, <laughs> just give him a five. And like after the high five, it's like, uh, don't touch me. <laughs> It's like, it's like a stripper. You could put your hand up and they can touch you. You right. just can't this touch them. This is permission. Them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys enter the throng of this town. There's people from all different... They're mostly humans, but all different makes and models of humans. Different tones of skin, different clothing styles, 
you can definitely see there's some Alcarans, there's some Leonins, but most of them look like they have kind of a tawny, well sunbaked tone of skin. Um, and they're dressed very tropically, lots of like pirate themed garb, that kind of stuff. This is very much a piratey town, but more tropical and less Pirates of the Caribbean. More tropical and less Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a tropical island. <laughs> the, the name Pirates of the Caribbean, there's not that much Caribbean in the first not at movie. All, not at all, you're right. <laughs> you're totally correct on that. Can I ask how the party in their non-tropical clothing is doing in the heat and humidity? Oh, I'm doing Cause, just terrible. Because Haruthax is gloating. <laughs> I did strip down to just the, the fur cloak. It's like now maybe, you... maybe some kind of loin The cloth. only thing you left on was a fur cloak. <laughs> <laughs> it's very special to me. Now you're getting the idea. <laughs> yeah, Chris is just like casting mending, like probably like every five minutes, like his just hair is getting frost. messed up, just like <laughs> just trying to like. <laughs> as as Hot looks at me, like and is like, "Hey, what's what's going on with you in the clothes situation?" I I kind of like like unbuckle my jacket and I'm like, "This is not the good look." And I open it; it's literally just me in underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Are they, just like just like slick wet with sweat. <laughs> Do they have? The, are they the white boxers with the little red hearts on them? No, too? No, no, no. <laughs> like cartoon underwear. Little suns and spiders. Well, and yeah, those. like oh, yeah. Um, but actually, funny thing, as I do take it off, you do see that I am covered with cross hatchings of whip marks, just all over. Mm. Plot reveal. Um, and as you enter, like people are making eye contact with you. You're not getting like. Who are these guys? They're just kind of getting, like, sizing up. Everyone's kind of, like, looking, making sure that they're aware that these new people are coming into town. And off in the distance, you can kind of hear, like, some music playing, like a hurdy-gurdy, just like... Dun, 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 and, like, some some fun horns and uh, violins, something out in the open. And it looks like the main kind of, like, stretch, the thoroughfare of town. There's not maybe, like, five or six larger buildings and several smaller huts. Um, but it looks like there's tiny stone altars of what looks like maybe a very long time ago was some sort of ancient structure, very much Aztec in design, but way, way old, deteriorated with time, covered in moss, and built on top of to be like the city. And there's a very big marketplace on this stone path that was once this structure from the past. Does this city and the Aztec-ish architecture bear any resemblance to the jungle that I experienced in my vision? Because you said there were like ziggurati temples there too. There's a small comparisons but it would be kind of like trying to compare like an egyptian pyramid with like a mayan pyramid like okay. yeah there's some structural similarities in that the age they were made but culturally very okay so different. it doesn't look like i'm like oh i've seen these jungles before the the jungle itself was probably more similar than the, okay. the structures themselves but it does ring true with some sort of familiarity in ways and as you get close to the edge uh, you can kind of see over the cliff and there's actually a lot more city it's built down along the side of the cliff with these dock switchbacks that kind of lead down and the bottom like if you were looking right down you couldn't even see the ocean it's just boats sails of all vibrant colors and you pass by a couple more people riding on these like huge storks with with colorful bills and they kind of even nip at the air just near you and their power is kind of frightening there's like a pen with huge fat hairy hogs just like wallowing in mud with a couple of men like throwing them scraps of garbage and things like that and everyone is just kind of enjoying themselves in the sun there's a lot of like merchandise and trade going on and music and then the biggest building is actually made with like metal supports as opposed to wood like all the other ones and it's right on the lip of the cliff and it looks like all the switchbacks that lead down the cliff come through that building and it kind of looks like a tavern uh you can see like the windows are all open there's no glass or anything and even on that at the queue of observing it someone gets flung out one of the top windows like and lands in like the pig pen and they all come huffling towards him and he climbs out quickly before these pigs decide to consume him i love the gerund of huffling yes thank you so much for that it's a pig thing huffling and yeah welcome to san Balieres. i want to try some fruit juice i heard that they have the strangest apples um on islands you know they've got different kinds you know are you talking about the uh, mango i what uh, are they brown and hairy what what apples? what kind of fruit do you people eat apples i didn't understand fruit until about eight months ago <laughs> i mean i still don't understand fruit i don't know why you would eat it but it's delicious. i i know you flat toothers eat it flat toothers <laughs> We are herbivores as far as he's concerned. I, yeah, I open my mouth. Oh, oh. Just a gnashing mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It was like a preternatural darkness just like yeah. emanating from it. <laughs> a little the scream of a thousand souls just emanates quietly. A, a moth little, like flies out. A little acid just drips and just burns the pavement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know about the rest of you, but I could use a relaxing break, maybe some music. Yeah, and you can hear the music, and you're almost kind of like guided by it. But I also want you to make me a perception check. Oh, I'll be the first to admit that it probably would have been a good idea to come here before taking the nap. But nope. you also must understand that I had good reason. Uh, I'm using a bit of luck because that was terrible. It's a new day too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, and that was worse. Amazing. Okay. So as you you get kind of like pulled into this crowd of people and they're just they're just everywhere. Um, so Chris just kind of like vanishes following the sound of this music and like the traffic is so busy that it's easy to lose track of each other. Do we have to roll athletics to fight the current? Sure, if you want to. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it's all those mirrors you broke earlier. The rolling oh, bad with the there you go. There yeah, you go. but then I got the twenty for swimming. It's true. Mm. Well, look, we have to get down to the water area, and he's already gone. There he goes. Okay. Well, I guess we're going that way. Uh, are we all going dancing tonight? Is that uh, release from tonight's? Uh, what? We'll meet back somewhere. You know, somewhere we'll meet back. That is a terrible idea. It's a great idea. Let us hold hands. Mm. I know you'll like that. <laughs> yes. And let's go find our friend. Are you feeling okay? No. I feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and this is only going to make it worse. <laughs> um, a gentle squeeze of the hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you all serpentine through the crowd, following kind of where Chris's direction he went, you're getting shouted at by mongers of every kind. Like, swords from the mainlands, get your swords here. It's like, fresh fruit, fresh San Baleares fruit. Or fish, fish right out of the sea. And there's just all kinds of trade. And you can even hear a couple people like saying like, don't just kill your enemy anyway. Use the strongest poisons in the land. <laughs> I perk up at that and you can almost feel me Wait, moving in no, that no. direction. And then, and then the tug as it's like, the fruit though, the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all basically just have a little time to explore. And you can kind of keep line of sight with each other in the thoroughfare. Okay. Um, so is there any... Sh- Shops or anything anyone wants to explore in particular? I'm going to look for an armor shop. Okay. Um, I'm basically trying to find uh, some decent, like, like breastplate. Sure. I uh, mean, that's way out of my price range, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, you don't... One of the things you probably find the, the least of is heavy armor here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very good for the climate or the seafaring. They have some because, you know, they're soldiers. There's time and a place for armor, obviously. Right. Um, but nothing of the quality that you even saw in Lucinilli. Like the blacksmiths there are actually pretty famous. Fair so enough. You might be able to get like some used chain mail or some really nice leather, but like things like breastplate, if they have it, it's going to be even more than the mainland. Sure, sure. Um, but when you're near there, there's also like weaponsmiths around there and stuff. And one of them uh, looks like a, a dwarven fellow, but he has like darkish blackish brown skin. And he has like a mohawk shaved in the top of his head. And uh, he sees you and kind of leans up on the bar and says, Oi there, Darkborn. Hey. Over here. I sigh audibly and walk over to him. Never seen you around before. And he's clearly a Duragar. I am new. Well, welcome to San Baleares. You looking to do some trade? That was the intent. Well, I uh, don't want to generalize or anything, but I have a certain product that I know some people of your like have been interested in in the past. Brand new model. Very interesting. I cross my arms and look at him. I doubt anything you have for me is interesting. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm a bit of a weaponsmith, though, and not the kind you find in the mainlands. Uh, and he sees hanging on your belt, your hand crossbow, and he says, Don't see a lot of those around often. I see plenty of your weapons in the past. Well, congratulations, they're nice weapons, but uh, let me see if this tickles your fancy. And he gets this uh, wooden case out from underneath his thing, and he picks it open, he lifts it open, and he says, This is the pink prick. And he opens it up. And uh, there is a very beautifully made heavy hand crossbow um, with dyed wood to be the color of like rose. And it has a clip of silver clipped into the top that has three bolts sticking out of it. And the patterns on the side, it's it's kind of flamingesque. Flamescent? It's flamescent. In that it's, it's a very rich rose pink, but it has like black tips on the end of the... Uh, the crossbow ends. It's very nice. I'm sure that uh, someone's wife would like it very much. It's a deadly weapon if you're uh, scared to use a pink crossbow. <laughs> Look, I'm walking around in, what is this, crimson and purple. Trust me, I, I have no, no so much concern about color. What kind of price are you offering? Well, for this model, complete with bolts, I can give you about 20. Let's call it 90. 90 gold drags. 
I do not know. It's so much custom work. I have no idea what you might have done to it. The mechanism could be flawed. I mean, the, the clip function alone. I mean, I cannot bring this to another smith. There's nobody else who could work on this. True. What am I supposed to do? Combat the free isles every time there's damage? Well, if you can find a mage, they can repair things, I've heard. Tell you what. He points out over the coastline, like where the water is. Says, just shoot your crossbow. Far as you can. All right. I pull out mine. Take the shot. And it starts to arc and fall down after about 60 feet, like a hand crossbow do. Somewhere on the dock, somebody just... (laughs) (laughs) Some seagull just explodes. (laughs) And he says, now this is the pink prick. And he clips the clip in and, and the bolt just doubles the distance of your... And soars out there. Good for three shots before a reload. If you go to 75, I could make that work. Call it 80, 10 bolts. Agreed. I like this. This is lucky. I reach into my pouch. And he takes it and exchanges for you. And basically the mechanics of this are it has three rounds where you can ignore the reload property. Mm. And it has the range increments of a light crossbow, not a hand crossbow. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. They told me, what is your name? My name is Borgon. Borgon. Tell me, do you ever come to the mainland? Never. Too many laws. Mm, I understand. Well, in any case, Zdravia. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Is his kiosk called Borgen's Bargains? Nope. Okay. Nope. It's called Eye of the Borgen. Uh, if I was looking... <laughs> Borgen uh, Hunters. <laughs> and enough time has passed since the perception check that I would like you to erase 10 gold off of your character sheet. Okay. <laughs> you probably needed it. That's a very crisp response to that. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything they want to purchase? Um, or people they want to talk to. It sounded like Arvid was super horny for some fruit. Yeah, I want some fruit. I want some fruit wine. I, I rock want... hard about it. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> um, and then also uh, festivities, dancing, any of that junk. If there's something going on, Arvid's after it. Uh, catch me if you can. Um, so you go to a massive fruit stand. There's probably like six people working it. And a lot of them have these little hand knives that they're just deftly like peeling avocados and throwing them into a bin, carving open mangoes and squeezing the juice into something and then putting them pulp to the side. One of the main workers, like this young half-orc boy, is like, oh, uh, here to buy? Uh, Absolutely. What? You want to eat? You want to drink? We got juices? We got crushed ice? Uh, what? What's that? <laughs> and he says, oh, that's a guava. Guava. I want that. Okay. And he picks one up. It's like fucking huge. He says, um, tell you what. Uh, so this young half-orc seems very excited by how bewildered you are by the fruit and says, uh, point to any three. Uh, okay. The spiky one, mm-hmm. the whatever, I, the, I've never even seen that color, that one, and <laughs> that big one. Okay. And he takes these three tropical fruits and he just immediately passes them to one of the people behind him. Uh, this young woman who is like wrapped in like just fruit soaked garb. And she definitely starts cutting and takes like a sort of like a zester and starts juicing them each from the side over what he holds out as a bowl of like crushed ice. And you get these three different kinds of fruit juice over this like shaved ice that he's just chiseling off of a big block. And his deft hands are like making it razor thin. And he passes it to you with a little wooden spoon. Says, try this. (sighs) Takes a bite. And it's fresh and cold and the three different fruits blend perfectly and it just melts in your mouth. Oh, um, yeah, best thing I've ever tasted. Yeah, it's amazing. and you exchange a very small amount of coin. Um, any other last purchases? Jewelry? Does anything catch Ruthex's eye? Like, looking around? I might I might go to, like, a fish merchant or something, but is there anything that, like, is conspicuous? Oh, um, what about, like, uh, medicine or herbs? Is I was going to say, you can get, like, a pouch with, like, a, just an array of some local herbs, and someone will kind of give you a little breakdown of what they do. It might just help with future, like, okay. alchemy stuff. Okay. Um, we'll say it's 10 gold for a, a, a robust little collection of dried herbs and seashells of particular grinds and things like that. And then as the sun starts to set, the Savage Fair, which is this marketplace, kind of devolves into a very open party out in the street. People start pouring each other wine. They're pull, holding these bottles that say Grape Your Red. <laughs> um, filling flasks. No one's, you don't see any coin getting exchanged anymore. People are just giving each other booze and food. And music is playing at every corner. And you guys sort of meet each other. A couple of you are probably a little more dancey than the other ones. Um, but people all around you are just having a blast in this open market. There's like lanterns that are getting hung up and they're glowing with these different colors. And uh, 
regardless of your disposition towards human enjoyment, there is a charming aspect to it. And the music is kind of washing over you and you're feeling pretty good. Um, especially with like, I picture like Arvid and Chris, like arm in arm, just like oh, doing yeah. circles on the floor. Morty's like jumping around. It's like, <laughs> I love this. I needed this so bad. So he gets really lost in the music. Chris actually like accidentally lets off magic as if it were fireworks. And little kids are starting to, like, dance around you. Before the night's over, a couple of, like, teenage dancing girls have come and, like, braided the sides of your hair and woven in some of their local flowers. And then you hear this voice, like, call out over the the throng of noise and partying. And it's such, like, kind of a sharp voice that it just kind of rings out. It says, Well, I live and breathe. It's the mortal dawn. (gasps) Oh, no. 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 You must be kidding, Delilah. And you look, and Desmond and Delilah are there wearing uh, the most garish representations of tropical garb that you've ever seen. It's like, well, we told you that we were going on a vacation to the Free Isles. What are the odds that we'd meet you here? How splendid! You feeling any better, Kip? You were acting like you had a mind flare sucking on your gray matter like a pistachio. You've used that one before, Storm, but I'm feeling right as rain. I should have did. I just didn't get a lick of sleep last night. Must have let my mind wander. I'm just too excited to see what's next in store for all these teams this season, especially the Mortal Dawn. Looks like they're well on their way back home and enjoying a little well-earned vacation while on the beach. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I love some Billiards. I mean, beautiful town, and the all-night parties are the kind of thing you can't remember but wish you could. I mean, when I retire, I'm definitely going to get a little vacation home out there. Wait, I am retired. Why the hell do I work so much? Did you know that we don't get much LUQ representation in the Free Isles? They're on average our lowest viewership. Maybe the Mortal Dawn will spread the bug of thrill-seeking and adventure entertainment. I don't think I could stare into a scry all day if I have a lush tropical jungle on one side of me and an endless crystal blue ocean on the other. With lots of territory to explore and beautiful creatures to play with. And I'm not talking jungles and birds. It sounds beautiful, Storm. But it's hard to compete with the fast-paced quest entertainment that you've all grown to love, here and only here on the Nexus Enterprise. Don't touch that scrying stone and stay tuned for more League of Ultimate Questing. (laughs) Very good. That was good. I was hoping the spiked fruit that she picked was a durian and it was going to ruin the <laughs> <laughs> She's like cracking open and, oh God, what a fraud. Everything smells like ass bun. <laughs> Some people like durian. It's true. I was, just wait- pulled pork. I was just waiting for that. Uh, that was, I really enjoyed all that. I was waiting I was waiting for her to pull Artyama aside and be like, why does, why does anyone buy anything if as soon as the sun goes down they just start giving it all away? <laughs> Is it just a tourist trap? It's economy for you. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I want to do the wind down outro. Thank you guys so much. I don't know where the accent came from. <laughs> that was very like Russell Brand. I was going to say was. Ringo Starr. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Get that, the proper northern accent. Uh, anyway, um, thank you all for joining us with League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, I'd like to go around the table real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, my name is Alante Bearcat, and I play Chris Zagran, the crystalline sorcerer. My name is Samantha Frost, and I'm playing Arvid, the uh, Drew Barb with a heart of gold uh, my name is law i'm the dm and creative director of slapdash studios and i'm michael loving i play Heruthax, the dragonborn warlock and i am zach barkas i play artyom the cleric of sun and suffering uh, i am also the editor and producer but uh, i want to thank you guys again for joining us here uh, new episodes as i'm sure you know go live every monday we also have bonus content on fridays on our uh, twitter and facebook you can listen to us at the or wherever podcasts are available And if you have any questions for the show or if you're interested in advertising opportunities or if you have ideas for fake ads, we're always looking for those, uh, feel free to contact us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. And you can also follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at Slap the Dash. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends right now. That's our main driver and we don't really pay anything for advertising. So definitely could help a lot. And we all keep growing and questing together with that. Also, if you have the interest, every episode has a link to our t-shirts in the bottom. The premium tees are marvelously soft. Mm -hmm. But until next time, we wish you luck.